So I guess we're supposed to look at each other while doing this. This how I start? Yeah. Great. Cause I started to look at the camera, but we don't have to do that. Nope. And this isn't how it starts, so you can absolutely edit this out. I actually <laughs> like this. Okay. Because I think that we can use that part. So this is how it starts. Okay. I can use that. Okay, cool. Um, so getting into it for real. All right. <laughs> so we're really doing this. We have That's started good. a podcast. Uh, the Employed Entrepreneur Podcast. Yes. And this is episode one. <laughs> episode one. Season one. Yes. Episode one. Episode one, season one. Look at us already looking ahead with multiple seasons. So I guess the best way to start is by introducing ourselves. So my name is Brittany Applegate. By day, I work in advertising at an agency in the West Loop of Chicago. I uh, work with different brands and different clients to help them create some really awesome digital campaigns. And I've been doing that for about eight years. And then in addition to that, I own a couple businesses, one being called The Resume Agency, and it's a resume writing company that helps transitioning career professionals make their best first impression with brand new resumes and cover letters. And also I am a brand marketing consultant. So I take a lot of the skills that I've acquired by working in advertising and I apply those to small business owners across the world, honestly, yeah. and really help them clarify and communicate their brands. And that's me. I hope I did a good job with the elevator pitch. Absolutely. Okay. And so I'll go next. Yes. I guess I'm the only other person that can go, right? So I'm Alyssa, and I, by day, if you will, am a higher education professional. So I work at a community college, and I support onboarding, retention programming through the college. I've been doing higher ed and access and equity work uh, going on 11 years. Mm -hmm. I know, goodness. And so that's what I do professionally. And then my passion is enveloped in my personal business called a Humble Consulting, where I serve as a business strategist for rising and strengthening uh, entrepreneurs where we identify ways to operate their business as well as automate their business. So whatever it is that you offer, finding a way to do so not only efficiently, but also sustainable as well. That was perfect. Was it, girl? That was perfect. Thank you. And if you guys know, if you own a business and someone's like, what do you do? Sometimes it's one of the most daunting yes. things to explain. <laughs> yes. Because you know what you do, but speaking to it in a way that everyone understands could be a challenge. But that was yeah. perfect. Well, thank you. Yeah. It changes every time I say it, but the <laughs> essence of it be there. Right. Your talking points are there. <laughs> thank you. Absolutely. Awesome. So... As you can tell, there's two things about Alyssa and I that really stand out and really drove what this podcast is about and why it's called the Employee Entrepreneur Her Podcast. And it comes down to the fact that both of us are employed entrepreneurs. So what we mean by that is we are a part of a segment of individuals who have full-time jobs and then also run businesses full-time. And we don't wanna necessarily label our businesses as side hustles because they actually operate while we're working at our full-time day jobs. And so what's unique about us is that, you know, we want to celebrate those two things and we wanna make sure that we embrace it um, and take away some of the shame that can come with having a full-time job and being an entrepreneur who's not going full-time. So that's kind of the gist of what the Employee Entrepreneur Her podcast is about and why we're doing it like this. 
And also, I think there's so much knowledge between the both of us Mm -hmm. that we had to learn in navigating the balancing act. And I know that that's also a taboo statement because there's no perfect balance Mm -hmm. or, but it really is a balancing act like a seesaw where it sometimes wanes, it sometimes cuffs, but what does it mean for us to strike what is a manageable balance Mm -hmm. for us? Mm -hmm. And so I'm really excited that we're able to show the convergence of who we are Mm -hmm. wholly because it's not just let me put on my uh, higher ed hat today right. and then let me put on my business strategist hat today now right. there's space and times where I do operate in both of those independently mm-hmm. but if who I am shows up at my job and who I am shows up in my business well then my authenticity is a through line yeah. and so I'm really glad that we were able to identify yeah. a lane that allows for our authenticity to shine absolutely and the goal is to, to offer Um, a lot of value as you listen, as you watch, however you are accessing this episode, this podcast, what we want to do is make sure that we are equipping you with the tools, the advice, the wisdom, our experiences um, that we've learned from each other individually and from others to make sure that we are really equipping women and other individuals who are sitting in the same seats that we are with the encouragement and the celebration that they need to really go forth and operate their businesses successfully while not compromising what they do full-time, but also embracing it. One thing that I kind of talked about before, and I really want to get your point of view on this, is if you work full-time, it is often positioned that what you do in your businesses is a side hustle. And I personally sometimes take issue with that word because it's not necessarily on the side. It's not something that I'm minimizing or it's hiding, it is a full operation that's happening. And I want to know how you feel about the term side hustle and what comes with that. So when I refer to my multi-ventures, both professionally as well as my passion, I say I'm a full-time employee and a full-time entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And it's because my business requires of me all the time. I have now successful systems in place that allow for at two in the morning or at two in the afternoon when I'm at my job for it to operate. But that came over time. And now I'm not saying that I do business stuff on the clock, (laughs) but I do feel that that is often when people try to use the word side hustle Mm -hmm. is because they're trying to quantify that between nine to five, Mm -hmm. you're solely doing one thing. And then between five plus, then you're doing another. But there's ways that they can both lay on top of each other. And I would say the hardest audience for me to have made that clear with was actually my family. Mm. I typically don't talk about my business with my job, that's a personal decision. But for my family to see me always doing something Mm -hmm. and they're like, oh, so it started out hobby. Hobby started out as the word. And then it's, so you're kind of doing it on the side. And then the more that I started doing, so it's like part-time. So Mm -hmm. it started to evolve until they could wrap their mind around it. I knew exactly what it was. Yeah. But it's how can people conceptualize how you use your time? Yeah. I feel that. I feel like for me, it came from speaking to my clients in my businesses and I'm explaining to them who I am and what I do. And they're hiring me for a full time service. They want that that experience. They Mm -hmm. want that level of quality. 
as if I was working full time. And I would kind of minimize and say, and on the side, I do this. And one day I was like, that don't sound right. Because mm-hmm. although I'm talking to this person at seven o'clock at night, you know, there's a process that still takes place during the day, you know, to help the business continue to move forward. That although my hands may not be on it manually, mm-hmm from an automated perspective that you helped me with (laughs) to automate my businesses so I can work full-time and operate this business as a full-time entrepreneur. You know, it's no side hustle. And one day I think I just kind of got tired of that. And another thing that started to frustrate me as well is often the shame that is associated with working full-time as an entrepreneur and how much pressure there is to get out of corporate America and to, you know, leave your job and work 100% for yourself. And I'm curious to understand, why do you think there's shame in the entrepreneurial world with not being so anxious to leave your job and being comfortable with doing both? I think that's a very multifaceted question. Mm -hmm. And no one size speaks for all. Mm -hmm. So one of the points that I'll say is I can say that for me, my business and my profession actually don't align. Mm -hmm. Skills are transferable, but they don't align. I work in higher ed, but I serve businesses and do strategy and development in that way. I think that for some, when they're working in a job that they also do for their own venture, Mm -hmm. they see it as more lucrative for them to go out and do it on their own because then they can acquire the clients they want. They can interact with their clients the way that they desire as opposed to the way their company desires, Mm -hmm. where they may feel capped in their professional job versus they can take the limits off when they do it on their own. And so it's break free from that so that you can really do what you've seen as opportunity without limit. Mm -hmm. The other I would say perspective is you're doing something that you're completely not fulfilled in professionally, but what you're doing is you're earning income to allow for you to release in a way that you will find fulfillment. Mm -hmm. But I personally find fulfillment in both areas. I love working in higher ed. I went to school and acquired enough debt to (laughs) enjoy working in higher ed and That is a way for me to find fulfillment. It's not the only way for me to find fulfillment, but I do have it in that way. Yeah. I remember there was a time when when podcasts first started popping and that may, I could be off with dates, but that may have been around like 2015, 16, 2017. I'm going to say like 16, 17. Um, A lot of the, the girl bosses that I was listening to were very um, serious. And I don't think there's anything wrong with what they were doing. I I just think it's also about understanding where you are in life and the path that God has for you and the timing of things and what's going to work for you. So I say that to say, at that time, I was listening to this as a 26, 27-year-old young woman who's working in advertising. And I'm also operating these businesses quote unquote, on the side. And they are literally like, you got to leave that job. You know, when the time comes, the goal is to work 100% for yourself. You want to have 100% financial freedom. You want to be able to live on your own terms, be your own boss, et cetera, et cetera. And that pressure had me like, oh, countdown is on. Like, I can't wait. As soon as I make 
$25,000, in my business, you know, I feel like that's enough for me to sustain because when you think about it, after taxes, say if you were making, you know, $50,000 a year, right? And you take the, the taxes out of it, you really were surviving off like $32,000 that year. So in your mind, you're like, if I make $32,000, then I'll really be able to work for myself, totally dismissing a lot of the other financial qualms that come with being a full-time entrepreneur. And also when life happens, are you prepared to actually um, handle it successfully? Sorry, yeah, go ahead. but depending on your business model, mm -hmm. the $30,000 that you made or the $50,000 that you made in year one mm -hmm. may not come out of the same pockets year two. Exactly. And so finding and expanding to new markets takes a whole different type mm -hmm. of toll on you. Mm -hmm. And doing so while you're employed year one, yeah. kudos. And yeah. it's no small feat by no right. means. But thinking about that type of energy, your des our desires in terms of operation is to increase our opportunities while decreasing our energy. Like, yeah. how can I minimize what I exert because I've created such a sustainable and then automated operation? Yeah. Um, and some people, I know that I shared before, like two potential perspectives, mm -hmm. but I also think that some people, it just runs in their blood, that autonomy, that ability to just solely... Um, be free in what they do and yeah. not being bound in that freedom alone. I know freedom is a word that you share a lot of that freedom alone is what's gratifying. Yeah. I know that for me, entrepreneurship was never spoken of in my household. It was never something that was encouraged. It wasn't even something that I could fathom. Mm -hmm. I was on the track to go to med school and fainted in a bio um, clinical which kind of derails some things, mm -hmm. okay? So that then took me into how do I engage in a lifestyle that I was taught, you get a pension, you you know work 30 years and out. Mm -hmm. So also my job right now is something that I can wrap my mind around that is a way for me to maintain my lifestyle mm -hmm. until I get to a place where I can imagine the next. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people tell you what's beyond the scope, but if you're not at the edge of the cliff yourself, you're right. just hearing about it in theory. Right. And so I think it's not a problem that those are the conversations, but it's also, I think that sense of urgency, like yeah. you said, it's, it's the shame, but it's that sense of urgency that if by the end of this year, if you don't have this done so yeah. that you can do it on your own, so you can December 31st, put in your resignation letter, yeah. then you didn't do something right. I think there's a whole lot more mm -hmm. to that. And where I am right now, being an employed entrepreneur yeah. is definitely fitting for me and mine. Yeah. And I think where I was at during that time where I actually did leave my job, <laughs> I was gone. I was just like, you know what? My corporate America is the wrap. I left and, you know, I wasn't unsuccessful because honestly, a couple months later, one of my friends who works in uh, video production and had his own company, Eric Seals, reached out and said, you know, I need someone to help manage clients at my company. And I started working there like two months later, but it was a very flexible situation for me where I was able to navigate working full-time again in a different capacity, which was video production and still working my businesses. But the lesson that I learned with why I left too soon was that you need practice. Like you have to practice being an entrepreneur. Act. It is not something that you do and you make a couple sales Act. and you say, you know what? 
I made it, I'm done, I can walk away. Because what I learned that year was that although the year before I was making a pretty decent amount of money on the side, it did not look the same in that year. I was acquiring more skills, I was learning a lot more, but I was also venturing into other creative areas like uh, producing films and things like that, that I still found passionate. But the reality is that you need a couple years, if you can, if you have that opportunity to experience that and that there is not anything pushing you out to really get that practice, you learn so much from just waiting and being patient. And I think that urgency that pushes people off the, the edge sometimes takes away from that practice that you're getting. So when you do walk away, when the time is right, you've practiced so much, you're a pro. So I, I have a feeling that this is something coming up in a future segment of ours, but as I guess either just a teaser or to add context to what you just shared, mm -hmm. there's a level of self-awareness that goes into jumping off the edge or mm -hmm. taking the full step. And sometimes that self-awareness occurs in the right season. We just are not paying attention to right. it. So if my job has given me an opportunity to I manage the budget for my department. Mm -hmm. My department has three different budget lines that now I have to be responsible for. If I can understand how to maximize the budget mm -hmm. on somebody else's dime right. and understand how to allocate funds and change funds around and what lines I should touch and what lines I can't touch, right. then you're not out here spending operational money on leisure right. when you're in your business. Right. Or if just something as simple as if I'm, my hours to work is nine to five, but I'm always late and I'm kind of held to my job's standard of attendance. Mm -hmm. What does that mean when you have your own job, when you're still tired? Yeah. And yes, your passion fuels you to wake you up in the morning, but one too many sleep ends has now cost you also. Yeah. And so there's a whole lot of opportunities that if we're not really attentive to... Yeah what we can benefit from in the job. We just thinking about, I can't wait to be my own boss. I've heard someone say, and I love the phrase, I fired my boss. Mm -hmm. I thought that was a wonderful phrase, to especially you all fired your the boss experience. You fired Tim Moore. Cause you don't ever, when you have your own business, you are never not answering to someone. Like you have customers and you have clients. You got a lot of bosses now. <laughs> and, you know, I think because we are so busy trying to be a boss, we trying to get status that we miss servitude. That's mm -hmm. a whole different type of conversation. Mm -hmm. But when I speak both at my job as well as in my business, I serve in this particular capacity. Mm -hmm. I serve as this role or I serve in this way for my clients because you're absolutely right. What we do is not because I'm looking to pump my chest out. Mm -hmm. It's an act of servitude. Yeah. And when you forget that and you just want to be the boss, yeah. you forget so much yeah. and it costs you. Absolutely. So I think we've done a lot of sharing some of our entrepreneurial experiences mm -hmm. really individually and how we navigated it to this point. Mm -hmm. But I think where we could take this conversation is how we end up at this table together. <laughs> right. How, how do we know each other? <laughs> and I think in short... We both were at an event at church. Mm -hmm. And I think I've shared this aspect of it from my lens that I fangirled just Brittany Applegate and your work 
through social media. Social media allows you to fangirl everybody. <laughs> um, and being at that same event, we were able to connect. And it was kind of like, I've been meaning to talk to you. Yes. Or can we take a picture? Mm -hmm. And that allowed for us to have a conversation about a potential project mm -hmm. and partnership. At the time, I had capacity and had skill yeah. in doing um, resume writing. Mm -hmm. And you were knowing of that and we're like, maybe this is an opportunity for us to kind of connect. Yeah. And that was our first like introduction to each other aside from social media. Yeah. And I remember, so yes, at church, I was there doing resume critiques on behalf of my company, the resume agency. And you were doing like a keynote talk to the young adult ministry. And I know your background was success coaching for career professionals. So yeah, I had like a big project and I was just like, you know what, girl, I'm gonna get in touch with you because I just got assigned to do like 30 resumes. And at that time I was working by myself in that business mm. and it was too overwhelming to really execute and rewrite all of those resumes in the time that they needed by myself. So I told her I would reach out and that if she's interested, we can work together and I can give her half the load. And somehow we said, let's meet in person first and talk. And we did. Which right. was everything. Yes. And I think we talked not even for five minutes about these resumes. Because resumes is kind of cut and dry. It is. I got some resume information coming in. I got a template that we're going to mm -hmm. use. We're going to put this thing out. You're going to wordsmith it. Cool. Yep. I was like, cool. The next two and a half hours at La Josie. Yes. Which no. if you know me, any of my friends listening, they know La Josie is my favorite restaurant in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And the next two hours was learning more about our backstories, learning about just who we were, mm -hmm. learning about who we were in faith, yep. um, not being ashamed to engage in conversation about faith mm -hmm. simultaneous to life. Yep. We all fall short. And mm -hmm. just what were those uh, shortcomings and how did we grow from that? And the conversation just went on and on. And yes. it felt so good to just be able to be as transparent yeah. on a first time kind of connect. It was very natural. You know, it's natural when you start talking about love and relationships with somebody <laughs> and, you know, we literally pivot off of business and then you like, so you dating? Like, how's your love like? Because mine is crap. <laughs> and you can go there. It was one of those natural, organic connections that made us want to stay longer because we genuinely liked each other. And it was yeah. really good energy coming from both of us. It went so long, I missed my train. <laughs> right. So you missed your train and then I offered to take her home. Yes. Because I'm like, girl, you are not about to take the train this late at night. Yes. And while we were talking, I think we got back to the segue of just managing business and how does it go? And I just shared some of the ways that I've allowed for myself to be able to operate my business while maintaining my job. And... I just was pulling up stuff like, I got this, or I use this. Mm -hmm. And you were like, wait, 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 wait. I'm going to say wait right now because oh. she's being so general. So to be clear, <laughs> let me just take a step back and Go talk ahead. about where I am weak. So my weakness in business, I'm getting stronger thanks to Alyssa. But at that time, my weakness was that I was not organized. I did not have any systems in place that made it easier for me to work full-time and operate my businesses full-time. So I was drained and I was burned out and I was sacrificing 
opportunities to do things like create content and to maximize the client experience and so forth because I was head down in the laptop, banging the keyboard, trying to keep everyone happy when there was a way to kind of do that and better organize my business. And we're in the car, I'm taking Alyssa home. We stop at the gas station because I was on E. And as, as I'm pumping, we get in the car. So and she's like, yeah, girl, she's showing me her phone. She's like, look, in all my folders, I, I organize them like this. So for all my content, I have an album in my phone for this. I use OneNote and that's how I take all of my notes and I do this. For my finances, I do this and this is how I organize them and I'm able to report them like this. And I'm literally looking like this machine right here who has all of the strengths where I'm weak. And literally, I was like, I know that you do like career coaching and stuff like that. I don't need that, but I do need you to help me get more organized and systemized like you are. Because if I have that piece, my business is going to be way better. And she was like, okay, okay, well, let's figure that out. Absolutely. <laughs> and it was uh, one of the most fulfilling client experiences that I had also that gave me insight to where I found myself most gratified. Mm -hmm. And I know that that's also part of where I uh, saw my business going, mm -hmm. but really allowing for me to, to name my gift. And that is what you're good at. You're able to see the, the potential in somebody and bring that thing out, not just from a branding perspective, but for me, you did it also from a business perspective mm -hmm. and operationally being able to know my lane and see my gift is really what it is. Yeah. Because when you walk in something so frequent or so comfortable, you think it's just normal. Yeah. Oh, everybody's just organized. Like, shout out to Kiki. She's the one that put me on one note and I was reluctant for years to use it. Now I can't live without it. Mm -hmm. And so that was one of those opportunities where you're like, do you know what you're sitting on? I'm like, sitting on this? Don't everybody just operate like this? And yes. it opened my eyes up a whole lot. Most entrepreneurs are scatterbrained. Most entrepreneurs are, if we can go back to, you know, the days before we had folders on our computers, has so many of those like manila folders with just all kinds of papers just everywhere and no organization. I truly believe that many entrepreneurs are not always like OCD or super organized, but some of us are geniuses because we are able to operate in chaos so well. But it is it does not set our businesses up for success and it does not set our businesses up to last a very long time. Right. So when we started working together, and this is definitely going to be like a, an episode that we can talk about more, but I want to touch on the experience of us working together and how that went from a working relationship to an organic friendship that we have today. But Alyssa was literally helping me in all of my businesses. At that time, there were three. It was an organization, the resume agency, and my brand consulting. Mm -hmm. And we really got stuck at the resume agency because that was the most tedious job that I have. I will say this. I love helping career professionals like set themselves up for success and go after their next dream job. But the reason why they hire resume writers is because it's tedious and getting people onboarded was tedious and managing that whole process was so tedious that I told Alyssa, I was like, listen, honestly, I'm about to drop this business. Like I, I feel bad because so many people need it, but it's burning me out. And at some point it is going to interfere with my full-time job. And I do need that. And what you tell me to do, girl? I said, 
you do what you do well. Now teach others how to do it mm -hmm. so they can do it for you. Mm -hmm. Because if, especially because something like resume writing, it's a formula to it. Now what you do with your marketing business, mm -hmm. that's a gift, that's a skill, that's a yeah. talent that is not necessarily as trainable. Mm -hmm. But to follow a formula, to do writing, find some people that are really good with their with linguistics, be able to write and you know craft things, pull out. You can teach that. Mm -hmm. So create onboarding and identify ways to vet viable candidates and bring them on. And now, how many people do you have on staff? Three, three. So it, she said that and I was just like, wow, all I gotta do is train some people. And that is the power of true leadership is being able to let go teach somebody else for the overall betterment of the business. Absolutely. Your business does not survive a long time with just you being the only person executing it because you need to be able to step away from it, become a visionary, strategize, and figure out what is the next step in this business and how does it scale. And that was a lesson that Alyssa reinforced for me because she's like, you don't have to let this go. Brittany, this is what we're about to do. We're about to put some workflows in Dubsado yeah, so yeah. that when your clients enroll, you don't need to, to talk to every client when they say something. You can set up automated emails. You can set up these forms. You can do this. You can set up this automated communication. So the only thing you need to respond to is after the invoice is paid, you have to assign that client to one of your resume writers. But first, we got to onboard them. And literally, Alyssa gave me benchmarks and deadlines for when to do it. And we did it that year. And I remember that October, I hosted a October training. I, I remember really? that day. <laughs> I, I'm about to look it up, actually. Wow. I remember that day. Yeah, she she told me, like, you know what? I want to see if I'm right. Train them. It was a Tuesday. October 5th was a Tuesday. Wow. I remember. Wow. Go back and fact see, check again, that and let me wired. know. People are wired differently. I will forget a date. Someone like go, Alyssa Go back and on fact it. check that later and let me know if I, I was actually right, if that was the day you did the training. I will. Because I think we met on the 4th. Yeah, because had, you were like, I'm going to do the training the next day. Had you not told me to do that, I would have walked away from the resume agency. And because you... You helped me put people in place and systems in place. In 2020, my revenue tripled. Like there's no way I should have shut it down because of it's a it's a special company and it really does help people. And so us working together so much and spending so much time together to help me get my businesses in order so that I can sustain them and become more profitable. We just start being friends. Like me and her can't have a business consultation together because we would spend the first hour just, hey girl, so you know, how's this? How's life? And then we became friends. The friendship part is is equally, if not more, fulfilling than the business. Mm -hmm. We we do staycations. Yes. We have those booked in our books mm -hmm. or our calendars. We have those this is how I'm feeling and mm -hmm. I don't need to be at my home right now by myself. Mm -hmm. And my, me, me, Casa is too, Casa. Yes. We have those, the very first call, you know, that revived from the La Josie to yes. now, mm -hmm. that was a four hour conversation yes. of just, I need to have an accountability partner. I need to have somebody I can be vulnerable with. Mm -hmm. I need to have somebody that I can be transparent with, even when I'm not proud of myself. Yeah. And I need someone that I can also tell my successes to mm -hmm. and them not envy me. Yes. And that was a void we both had. Wrapped up in one little ball yes. was you yeah. for me. Same. And 
I for me for you yeah. and that thing right there that was it yeah and I think oftentimes when you're an older adult like we ain't that old but we're in our mm -hmm. 30s and it's funny that sprinkles and a whole bunch of Sunday toppings right we I, I would say sometimes like you deal with certain things and friendships specifically I would just be transparent when you have friends who do not do the same things that you do for and what I specifically mean by that is they do not have any entrepreneurial dreams or goals yet Mm -hmm. Sometimes that comes later, but in those moments, you realize that you need a friend that you can be friends with and you can actually have these conversations and iron can sharpen iron. And it feels very lonely sometimes when, you know, I don't want to just call you and talk about business. You know, I that gets exhausting. Sometimes I want to be able to have I'm those. ignore the phone call sometimes. Yeah, because as soon as you call me and you like, you know, so can you help me with my business? It's never been like that. It's always been, as I said, like an iron sharpens iron thing. And Alyssa and I are very clear that this is like a divine friendship yes. that God positioned us both yes. in each other's life at the right time because... To really like solidify our friendship, I remember one day I was just like, listen, okay. Hey girl, you know, I was just thinking, I was talking to God. I feel like he told me that if me and you really gonna be friends, you need to know who you dealing with. And what I mean by dealing with is because our foundation of how we know each other is rooted in church. When you acquire church friends, you will put on a cloak and you will not be your true self because you do That's not it. want to be judged. That's it. And I didn't want to be church friends with Alyssa. Like we went to two different services anyway. What I wanted to do was actually build a friendship that I felt could really check a couple boxes. Yes. And those boxes are, okay, you have that friendship. You have that sisterhood. We can talk entrepreneurship. We can talk our jobs. And we can talk about God and we can talk about all of these other things. And you don't really get all of that in the friends sometimes. And that just had to be God. So much so. <laughs> and, and I know that this thing, I get chills thinking about it. When we got off the phone after that four hour call, mm -hmm. I went to journal. Because I was so full after that call. I, I had to capture it. <laughs> and I, I wrote so much that I finished that journal. So probably six, seven pages worth front and back. <laughs> and I was sitting there. I was lamenting. And I went to the first page of that journal since now I finished one. And I noticed that my first entry in this journal was, I just had dinner with my new friend, Brittany. <laughs> and it was from the night we went to La Josie. Yeah. First of all, I'm not consistent enough in my journaling that it <laughs> had that much space. Mm -hmm. However, I then began to weep in sadness because how did we have a four-hour conversation where some of the t the speaking points mm -hmm. were mirrored from the year before? And I'm like, have mm -hmm. I not grown? Have I not evolved? What is going on? And I kid you not, as clear as day, the Holy Spirit told me, the seeds I planted then have now taken root. Mm -hmm. I kid you not. And it was that moment where I was like, she can't go nowhere, no way. And luckily, <laughs> she don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> but it was truly, truly divine, like you said. And if I didn't know confirmation, if I didn't know voice, that alone gave it to me. Yes. And because of that, we are here today. We're now, we got a podcast together. Yes. <laughs> because we felt that it's, it's important that, you know, really to just wrap this up, that in the season of our podcast, 
we want to add a lot of value that's going to enrich you both professionally and entrepreneurially, but also personally, because, you know, there's a lot to say about uh, business buddies and friendship and sisterhood and partnership. Yeah. This is a partnership here that now we have all from meeting each other. And we want to make sure that we are sharing our wisdom, that we're sharing practical advice that people can actually take to help them navigate the different worlds that they exist in. We want them to navigate them effectively and efficiently. And most importantly, we really want to help people build sustainable and profitable businesses by taking the two areas of expertise in which we operate and helping them have the tools that they can then add to their toolbox to really build those type of businesses. And it is possible to do both. Mm -hmm. It's possible to do both, to do both successfully. It's also possible to do both until you fully transition into yeah. full-time entrepreneurship. And I think this is the space where we're not rushing anyone to jump off the ledge. Right. We are okay with affirming the space of both, mm -hmm. the both and, not the either or. Mm -hmm. And so um, allowing us to be unapologetic about it, embracing it yeah. and proud about what makes us feel successful, yeah. what makes us feel uh, fulfillment. Mm -hmm. And on our next episode, we are going to actually break down the benefits of working a job <laughs> and owning a business right now. Yes. Yeah. I think that's important, especially when we have that, that conversation, because going back to when you said you can be both and and not either or, it reminds me of a conversation I had with one of my best friends, Brittany Bullock. And she was talking about how God didn't necessarily put a period after everything that makes us great. He put a comma, which means that you can exist within the and spaces of your life and that there could be continuation after that and that you don't have to sacrifice one thing because you're doing another. And what I don't want us to do prematurely is sacrifice, whether it's your full time job or something else, or it be your business because you feel like you can't do both at the same time. You just may not be setting yourself up for success. And so in future episodes, we're going to make sure that we do our very best to make sure that you are set up for success so that you can exist within the end and not feel like you That's have good. to go either or. That's good. That was good, wasn't it? That is good. They tweet that. <laughs> um, so yeah, in the next episode, we really hope that everyone tunes in and that you continue to listen, that you continue to share, um, that you follow us on social media. You can follow me at I'm Brit Danielle. Uh, that's with two T's on all social platforms. And, and I'm at A Humble Consulting on both Instagram and Facebook. And then at A Humble Consult on Twitter. Awesome. Well, thank you all for tuning in. Until next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>